So now is an opportunity to make our minds uh, peaceful, to practice mindfulness and samadhi. So we've come together now to practice, can practice knowing the in-breath and the out-breath, having mindfulness with the in-breath and the out-breath and develop this mindfulness to be continuous then uh, peacefulness of mind, samadhi can increase and make the collectedness of mind to make it good, to make it solid. And this is something that arises of its own accord. The uh, five jhanic factors of applied thought, sustained thought, rapture, uh, happiness, and one-pointedness will arise. And if we look at this uh, first jhanic factor of vitaka or applied thought, this is, uh, for example, thinking of something that we like, something we dislike, something we hate, something we fear, and so on. Thinking of the past, thinking of the future, for example, uh, fearing things about the current pandemic then having worry arise in the heart, and then the mind uh, proliferates and proliferates too much and the mind becomes chaotic. So in terms of vitaka or applied thought and vichara or sustained thought in terms of uh, samadhi, then these two factors are applied to only one topic. In this case, the topic of the breath and the mantra puto so when the mind is on one topic in this way, then the mind becomes peaceful, it becomes collected, and this is the way of nature. So when the mind is peaceful, then rapture and a feeling of fullness in the heart arises, happiness arises, and these we can call aspects of pity or rapture. For example, if you like something, if you have a liking for something and you can think of that, then uh, peacefulness of mind can arise and ease will arise and then rapture can arise as well and full heartedness. So this rapture, this pity leads to a happiness of heart and it can even lead to a happiness of heart that is uh, continuous. When the happiness of heart is high, then the samadhi or collectedness can be strong and good and the mind becomes still. And this stillness again is another um, aspect of samadhi. And then again, these five jhanic factors of vitaka, vichara, piti, sukha and ekagata arise. And this is uh, samadhi, this is peacefulness. So again, having mindfulness, knowing the breath coming in, the breath going out, the mindfulness is continuous and clear, and this leads to samadhi. So these uh, factors of sati, mindfulness, and samadhi, collectedness, they go together. And this uh, still and peaceful nature of dhamma, this uh, peacefulness, it's something that arises and then it degrades and passes away. And after it passes away, the energy of collectedness 
uh, is still there in the mind. And you can use that energy for the purpose of contemplating. And what is it that we contemplate? For example, you can contemplate the body or vedana, the feelings of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Or one can contemplate the four elements of earth, air, fire, and water, or the experience of pain in the body, of dukkha vedana, painful feeling in the body, or the various uh, bodily parts, such as the teeth. Just looking at uh, just the teeth, for example, it's natural for the teeth to degrade and fall apart. This is normal. One, in the course of one's life, uses the teeth a lot. And so it's natural that they will fall apart and degrade. And this can happen at a young age or an old age that the teeth will degrade and fall apart. So one should contemplate this. And when the painful feeling arises and uh, the teeth can break or fall out, you can uh, be mindful of the unattractive or not beautiful nature of the teeth or whatever body part it is that you're contemplating. Contemplate it as just a heap of suffering, just a pile of suffering. And it can't last forever, whether it's the teeth or the bones or whatever it is. These uh, bodies of ours just follow conditions and they fall apart inevitably. And again, the bones, they'll uh, degrade and they'll fall apart just like the teeth. <clears throat> and the painful feeling will arise. <clears throat> so we use our teeth a lot to eat and they, when they degrade, it hurts, it's painful. When they fall apart, there can be a lot of uh, pain that arises. One of the teachings of uh, Lung Pu Cha, if I understood correctly, was he was saying that the, the teeth, um, when they're clean, can look white and uh, people you know, desire this or they think, oh, that's, that's a good thing. But then later, maybe they don't realize the teeth will cause pain. And there's a story about Lung Pu Cha regarding his teeth. So Lung Pu Cha had uh, some te teeth problems and then some teeth were, were uh, bad or rotten and he had them removed. But he actually also had his uh, good teeth removed as well, the ones that weren't hurting or degraded yet. He just wanted to take out all the teeth at once. And the doctor at the time didn't actually want to do this. But Lung Pu Cha said he would take responsibility for this procedure. And he said that uh, down the road, the good teeth will just degrade and become rotten as well. And he'll just have to come back over and over again to keep having the teeth pulled out. So he just said to take them all out at once. And so this happened and uh, there was a lot of blood coming out of his gums and a lot of pain occurring. And Lung Pu Cha did not eat for about seven days. But the mind of Lung Pu Cha was above 
feeling was above the world. He was one with a lot of samadhi, a lot of collectedness of mind, a lot of wisdom, and therefore his mind had great strength. And Lumpurnan had the same type of problem where he had uh, four days and four nights where he couldn't sleep due to the great pain in his teeth. So this dukkha vedana, this painful feeling, how is it we can contemplate and contemplate the nature of our teeth and our bones and their nature is to get problems and to fall apart. So we can pay attention to this nature that our bodies have drawbacks and contemplate the downsides, the drawbacks of the sankharas, of the all-conditioned phenomena, and see that dukkha, this stressfulness, this unsatisfactoriness is there. And uh, even more dukkha is waiting for us. We can even just look at the second hand on a clock and see that uh, illness, old age, and death are coming for us. They're waiting for us. And then uh, just thinking about the different organs of our bodies, like the brain, the mouth, the teeth, the bones, all the different internal organs, the skin, they all have their own diseases that they get. Um, this is their nature. And one day the body uh, can get in so much pain and have so much illness that we won't want to, we won't want to live anymore. We won't want to exist in these bodies. And uh, some people even wish for death due to the great pain and illness occurring in their bodies. Um, like their bodies are still alive, but they wish for it to end due to the pain and discomfort. And this can be compared to being in a house that's on fire, a burning house. So we must practice the Dhamma. Practice now while you can and practice as a way to prepare the mind for these experiences which are inevitably coming for all of us. And don't be heedless. Don't don't lose your mind in going out for things outside of oneself. Don't let the mind run after external things. Practice mindfulness, practice collectedness, and practice contemplation. Contemplate old age, sickness, and death. These things are normal, and we can't overcome them. We can't escape them, just like we chant in the uh, chanting book, I am of the nature to age, I have not gone beyond aging. I am of the nature to sicken, I have not gone beyond sickness. I am of the nature to die, I have not gone beyond dying. And this is a way to arouse wakefulness in oneself, contemplating in this way. And also to remember that one can't have a strong body at all times, it'll fall apart. You can't always have um, good strength and good health. And you can think, have I ever seen an old person? Have I ever seen a sick person? And you can think to yourself, one day I must also be that way. I must also be old, I must also be sick. And really think and 
whether using your memory or present moment experience, just ask, you know, have I seen an old person? Have I seen a sick person? And bring this uh, reality, bring this back to oneself and see that this body of mine, it's not different than their body. My body and others' bodies, they're not different at all. They all degrade into illness. And as the uh, cells in the body degrade, this will cause many types of illness. And for example, when the cells uh, replicate in an uncontrolled way, this is what we call cancer. And this can give rise to great pain, uh, even uh, torturous, tor torturous levels of pain in the body. Sometimes it's easy, like a uh, heart attack or heart failure, then one can die without uh, too much pain. But other illnesses and other conditions can be much more painful than that. So uh, you should chant a lot. Even some individuals will chant. Uh, they chant it to be so, the praises of the Buddha, 84,000 times, and do this uh, two rounds, two rounds of 84,000 repetitions of the it to be so chant. And there was one individual, an older uh, disciple of mine who was 80 years old, and her body was in um, a severe condition. It was breaking apart, but her face was bright and looked happy. And she had the strength of mind to fight with the feelings occurring in her body. And she had collectedness, she had samadhi. And she had done this uh, 84,000 <clears throat> repetitions of it to be so twice. She had done this at an older age and this had made her mind strong and not heedless. So for us all, we should all chant a lot as well. For example, if you're older, like over 70, you could be at your house all day and have free time and have the occasion to do such a great amount of chanting. Just like this uh, older disciple of mine, listen, listen to me, listen to what I suggested. And she did chant a lot as I suggested. And you could even see her complexion become brighter and her, yeah, her overall appearance just looking uh, more radiant. And her heart became like that of a deva, an angel or heavenly being and her whole body and mind became bright. And this is simply because her heart had become bright. And this being an angel or heavenly being, this is something that lives in the heart. It's a quality of having virtue and goodness in the heart. Just like the uh, quality of being an animal, this is also something that lives uh, in the same place in our own hearts. And being an animal is the state of not having uh, goodness and virtue. So contemplate uh, impermanence, stress, and not self, and see everything as empty. Then rapture can increase, samadhi can increase, and you can then be an angel, be a deva uh, yourself. And then at that point, you'll have a refuge in your own heart then wisdom will arise. So in the beginning, do, do your chanting and 
yeah, you simply must practice old age is waiting for us all. And again, think, have you seen an old person? Have you seen someone with many illnesses or an old person whose legs or arms or back doesn't work or various body parts may not work? And just again, contemplate, uh, this is not different than my own body. This is not different than what's waiting for me. Old age is waiting for me. And just like that, you can look at a dead body and think in your uh, memory, have you seen a dead body? And see that your own body has that same nature. It is of the nature to die. So don't be heedless. Contemplate a lot. So in this life, uh, this contemplating a lot will build a protection for ourselves. It's like, it's like giving ourselves uh, a safe place, a place of protection, like a bunker. Like in a war, people seek out uh, protected places like bunkers, for instance, and they seek out protection like that. So one should make one's heart protected in the same way. So contemplate anicca, dukkha, anatta, the ever-changing nature of things, their stressful nature, and how they have no owner. Do this a lot. Don't be heedless. See death as normal and natural, and the same for old age and sickness. Just like when the teeth hurt, you can think, well, having cancer would probably be much worse than this, so don't be heedless. Make effort, make a strong effort. Do sitting meditation, walking meditation, do your chanting. Don't miss the morning and evening chanting. Uh, you know, be strict and attend all the morning and evening chanting sessions. Keep practicing every second of the day. Old age and sickness are like torture. And uh, the various illnesses that can arise, um, there's so many types. Like for instance, um, especially as one gets older, like over 50 or 60, you can look at the disease of diabetes, uh, very, can give rise to great discomfort and pain or other diseases like high blood pressure or high cholesterol. So especially as one gets older, one should watch out for oily or fatty foods, watch out for one's um, body, not to be heedless, to take care of oneself, such as um, doing exercise. And just remember that things are uncertain. One must practice and have collectedness of mind, have samadhi, and practice having the mind not be interested in outer things, not to get lost in outer things. And the Lumpu Cha taught that letting go is more important than anything else. Of all the different Dhamma teachings, letting go is more important because this is what will give us uh, freedom from suffering. So contemplate everything as empty. Practice samadhi every day. Don't be heedless. Think of uh, the Buddha. Think of one's respect for the Buddha, one's paying homage to the Buddha and ask oneself, am I heedless? 
old age, sickness and death are waiting, they're coming for me. And one can recollect the Dhamma. The miracle of the Dhamma is such that, that you can use the Dhamma to overcome uh, these inevitable experiences of old age, sickness and death. That is just how miraculous the Dhamma is. So whether or not you have any uh, first-hand experience of these things, it's, uh, it's uncertain. And if you don't have enough strength of mind, then this will cause uh, great suffering, great problems for oneself. So here we all have uh, the faith already. So having this faith, one must uh, put forth effort, practice mindfulness, and give rise to samadhi and then wisdom. So whether one is a, a monastic, a monk, or a novice, or a nun, one should uh, be strong. So as monastics, we don't do other occupations or other work. So we have this, uh, this time and this special situation. We should be sincere and not heedless and use this good opportunity and even ask oneself, how can you be heedless? You have such a great opportunity laid out for you. One uh, bows to the Buddha every morning and evening and even throughout the day. And when one looks at the Buddha on the shrine, one can recollect the great uh, miracle of the Dhamma. So there was one uh, story where uh, Lung Pu had high blood pressure to such an extent that, um, that I couldn't stand. And I thought of the shrine here, or I thought of uh, the shrine with the Buddha image on it, and then my heart felt better. And there was an image of many, uh, many Buddhas all around sending loving kindness. And these Buddhas were sending this loving kindness uh, to me standing in the middle uh, with my hands raised. And then the, uh, the, this image of the Buddhas, they had uh, you know, these golden heavenly bodies and this is a great miracle of Dhamma. And sometimes the mind, um, I'm sorry, so when the mind goes to purity, this is something that's not easy to accomplish. We must uh, train the minds in mental cultivation and only then will the mind uh, be in a safe place. So make the heart strong, make the heart collected, don't be heedless. Manage your time carefully, manage your time well, be on time for the morning and evening chanting. If the evening chanting starts at 7.15 p.m., you should arrive at 7 p.m. before the Kubajan, before the great teacher, and one should being this being on time is important and we can cultivate being on time as a habit which will then become a basis for our development and other things we cultivate are things like self-sacrifice and being a, a good monastic that has discipline and knows the the vinya the monastic rules 
and in this way one can grow in Dhamma. And this is not different than for the, the non-monastics, for the lay people. We should all be determined to not be heedless. So uh, may you all grow in Dhamma, may you all grow in blessings. And today is the 26th of July, 2020.